I am New York City-based psychotherapist Nikita Banks, a licensed clinical social worker, and I am your host of the Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. The Black Therapist Podcast is a place where we will discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. Our show is available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can listen to our season one episodes on YouTube, or you can hit us up on our website at blacktherapistpodcast.com. On our website, you can find the links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. If you want to sign on to our mailing list and get instant access to our free mental health course, you could do so by texting get happy, all one word, 66866. If you have any show suggestions, feedback, know a therapist, mental health professional, community or organizer or a mental health advocate that you think would make a great guest for our show or just want to make a general comment you can do so by dropping us an email at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com hey guys so welcome welcome to our new show um this has been a banner week for social media controversy and so I'm pretty sure that if you are listening to the sound of my voice, you know this weekend was a not-so-good weekend for rapper Fabulous and his partner of, I guess, 10 years? Oh, over 10 years, because they have a 10-year-old son at this point, uh, Emily Bustamante, a.k.a. Emily B., formerly of Love and Hip Hop fame. And there were a lot of both black men on my timeline and black women making up a whole host or range of excuses for the bad behavior of this grown 40 year old man. And you know, I'm from Brooklyn, shout out Brooklyn, shout out Brevoit projects where uh, fab is from is literally up the street from where I grew up at. I do not know Fab personally. We have friends in common. Um, and I've, I've actually been to either their current home or their former home because I know that she lives with him. Because I think maybe three years ago I went over there for a fight party. And while there were plenty of women there, myself included, Miss Bustamante was not in attendance. And... It doesn't say anything about the strength of their relationship because I think that relationships are personal. But the controversy that ensued behind people having these conversations about what is and is not abuse (laughs) is a little crazy. Um, So... If anybody has watched Love and Hip Hop on the season that she was on, and I don't even remember much about it. I think that was maybe the first or second season, and I, I personally didn't get too much joy out of watching her just because she was so dry. If anybody watched it, you will see that there was a high degree of at least emotional abuse that we could see from the show. And when I get a moment, as if the show is all day. I'm going to play a cr- clip from the the show. And funny enough, I saw Emily last month. Was it last month? The month before at Jay-Z's Grammy party. And I want to say that Fabulous was there. But they weren't there together that I saw. And she was not that far in proximity. 
from where I was um, sitting and so or where she was sitting. And so I don't know. I've always kind of wondered about the quality of this relationship, even though they're children. And since her exit from Love and Hip Hop, they've had another child. And on Instagram, it all looks good on Instagram. But while to me, this is not about them specifically. It's just a, a indicative of a lot of things that I've seen normalized in the black community when it comes to bad behaviors in relationships. And so um, I'm going to keep saying because um, this this subject freaks me out a little bit and I'm going to say why. So domestic violence in my family has always been very taboo. And the reason that it's always been taboo is because my father was a domestic abuser, not making up any excuses for him or how he was raised or whatever. But my father experienced a high level of trauma and in his childhood and he reenacted things that he saw. And so having that frame of mind, knowing that he came from this background where abuse was ever present in his home, it kind of made it a little easier for me to separate him from his being an abuser. But because he's my dad and is my love image, right? He, he is my love model. I had two choices either to mess with a guy who was physically abusive or abusive or vow to split a dude's head open to the white meat and I chose the latter I'm 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 probably the last woman if you see me I'm like you know barely five feet tall 120 pounds with rocks in my pocket but I will fight any and everybody if it comes to that point and actually you know my father's never been violent with me he never spanked me or anything growing up but there was one day that we had a a argument and it turned to the point that I knew he had this side in him and oh I was not gonna be my mother or his ex-wife or anybody else that he dealt with the problem for me was that he my mother made excuses for him and his behavior and because I didn't see it, it was easy for me to just kind of dismiss it and act like it didn't happen. What allowed me to stop doing that at least very recently was seeing how my older sister was impacted by his level of, of terrorism. Cause my father was a terrorist uh, he would stalk my mother and he would show up places with her and my stepfather was like, he was, he was nuts. So, but as a child, not seeing any of these things, I didn't understand the effects of it until, you know, I became a woman and I started to date and my sister started to tell me things about their relationship that I didn't know. But my mother often lied about it and stated that the abuse never happened. So I always heard about it third and fourth party. And it kind of challenges who you are and it challenges how you identify who an abuser is. And it becomes really very difficult to separate between 
the bad actions of a person and loving that person. Because even though my father was not a good father, <laughs> um, and he definitely wasn't a good partner or a good person in that respect, he he was always good to me, um, if that makes any sense. And so seeing the, the narrative surrounding whether or not Emily was hit, whether or not she did something to deserve it, oh, we gonna put all, like, that, let's see all the facts when there's video of his bad behavior, of him screaming and yelling and threatening to shoot her father and brother and her running away screaming. And it's no judgment. I'm just like stating facts of what we know from what we were able to see. And there's allegedly a police report where the lady's teeth was knocked out. Like I literally saw someone write a comment stating that, Oh, people know Emily had caps on her teeth. So those wasn't even her real teeth when he not like what what like how do you make excuses up for this type of bad behavior and then there was an article um written on very smart brothers and the title read uh we don't love men like fabulous we just hate women and this is a common theme in the conversation that I've had with a lot of my friends about these these guys with these bad behaviors. The article was written by Damon Young. And I'm just going to go through some of it. If there is a takeaway from the revelations of the re- and the reactions of fabulous abuse of Emily Bustamante, his longtime girlfriend and the mother of his two children, it's that there's no fresh takeaways from it. We should know by now not all not to allow a man's laid back public persona to make you assume he's not capable of violence against women. We should know by now how pervasive domestic abuse is. We should know by now that terms such as rape culture, patriarchy and toxic masculinity cannot be dismissed as academic jargon with no basis in reality. We should know by now that these things don't just affect women. We should know by now that any adjective you fill in the blank with black, white, poor, wealthy, urban, rural, young, old, straight, gay, cisgender, trans, etc. would work. We should know by now that the women of color are particularly vulnerable. We should know by now that this heightened level of vulnerability isn't necessarily because of men of color or because men of color are particularly violent but because women of color are women and of a color and that America is more dangerous place for you when you happen to be both of these things. We live in a a society where black men feel attacked so much from the outside that any criticism, AKA accountability of their bad behavior becomes our fault and it becomes a strike against us. Anytime we decide that we want to hold black men accountable for their shortcomings and how those shortcomings put us at risk and are an actual danger to our well-being, it becomes our 
default. We become a part of the system that is against them. When all we want to do is not die. When all we want to do is love them and be their partners and not give up on them. Uh, there was a, a clip that I saw when I was like looking for things to, to talk about the show where there was a, a episode on love and hip hop where Emily was talking to Mashonda and Mashonda is another one, another woman who has gone through a lot in her divorce from rapper producer Swiss Beats and quick story about her. She and I had a friend in common. And so I was invited to a party, which was her birthday party that year they split. And I remember being in that room and watching her spirit be broken, watching her heart be broken that a man that she loved who she married who was her husband who was her father's child her, her child's father left her for another woman and to see her spiritually broken dressed beautifully in a, a beautiful apartment it it did something to me did something to me and so in this clip emily is is making a point that Fab asked her to come to an award show to dress him, but wouldn't allow her to walk the red carpet with him using the excuse that that was his job and that he didn't need to have her on his arm at his job. And then I'm looking at other pictures where she's able to be on the red carpet with him. And she seems so happy to be with this man who doesn't seem to value her. And doesn't seem to honor her. And doesn't seem to take her seriously. And it looks, it's just so sad. What we know for, for a fact, if we don't know that Fabulous hit Emily. Even though there's a police report. But just let's just say that we didn't know that. What we were able to see on that show was that at least she was mentally and emotionally abused in this relationship. And and there's this line in the black community that if he's not hitting you, it's okay. But if he's degrading you, if he's belittling your self-esteem, if he's eroding your value, your self-worth, if he's abusing you financially, what we do know for a fact is that she's no longer on this show. And the access that she possibly could have had to independence to leave him financially and live a life that would have given her children something similar to what she had with him that avenue was closed when she left love and hip-hop we do know this we do know that he didn't like being on the show because it portrayed her in a certain way as a victim and him in a certain way as an abuser but it kind of was what it was. And so um, we have to stop drawing the line or stop feeling like we need to make this distinction between physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, because and financial abuse. Because there are a lot of ways you can be abused in a relationship. Uh, the reason I'm doing this show is because one of my users early this morning, and I'm sorry, my Instagram page is retarded. So I get like a lot of likes daily. Shout out to me. Ow. Shout out to my page manager. Cause I don't, 
I'm not on my IG. But anyway, I got a I got a post this morning tag that had a lot of domestic violence stats. And so I'm going to read some of them. Violence against women. While domestic violence occurs across boundaries of race, class, gender, black women are disproportionately affected. According to statistics, African-American women only make up 13% of women, but comprise about half of female homicide victims. I got to open the article because I was just reading the highlight. According to the Violence Policy Center, which uses Bureau of Justice Statistics in annual reports about female homicide victims, nearly three women are murdered every day in the U.S. by current and former romantic partners. Advocates told NBC News that many abusive partners turn deadly when victims try to leave a relationship. Uh... African-American women are victimized by domestic violence at race about 35% higher than white women. And so having this conversation this evening with one of my girlfriends where we talked about this, what she stated to me was that you, you know, she said to me, Nikita, you realize that what we see the women who are defending this man do is no different than what my mother has done than what your mother has done than what my older sisters have done and she said just because it's common doesn't make it normal and so we have to keep pushing back on this narrative that violence has to be part of our intimate relationships like we have to make a decision that we can have a relationship full of love and respect and actual good times. Like I, I remember being in relations with my friends and like having conversations with my homegirls about my relationships and being told, Oh, you ain't never go through nothing with a man because you know, I, I, I wasn't cheated on and I didn't stay if, if a man was bad to me or wasn't good to me. I, I looked for healthy outlets and healthy relationships and you know I tried to do what I needed to do to protect my my energy plus like I said I'm a little bit crazy and I had only in my entire life been in a relationship that became a little violent and I almost caught I almost caught that homo like it it came to a point that I I like literally could have gone to jail <laughs> It's not funny, but I literally could have gone to jail behind how I was thinking about handling the situation and came very, very close to like a weapon in my hand and a sleeping man to be in the burning bed. Shout out to old people who know what the burning bed is. If you don't know what the burning bed is, Google. Um, matter of fact, I'll tell you the burning bed was the first movie and I don't even know what year it came out, but it was the first movie to highlight the problem of marital dom domestic violence because there used to not be a standard for domestic violence if you were married. And if, if anybody has ever heard of the saying, the rule of thumb, what the rule of thumb was is that you could beat your child and your wife if Whatever you were going to beat them with wasn't long, wasn't larger than your thumb. Okay. 
So yeah, we're 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 crazy. We're crazy bunch. And this 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 comes from yes, the rule of thumb. Modern folk folk et- etymology holds the phrase derives from a maximum width of a stick allowed for wife beating under English laws. This belief may have originated in a rumored statement by the 18th century judge Sir Francis Butler that a man may beat his wife with a stick no wider than his thumb. Okie doke. So this is not anything that is not normalized in our larger society. We can look no further than this shitty white house um, or presidency that we're dealing with right now. And the Rob Porter scandal where he was accused of beating not one, but two of his wives and was dating a white house staffer and they refused to fire him because he was a good man and that allegations like wife beating would ruin his chances of employment but what if they're true and how how does it not victimize the wife again to call her names demean her and not allow her to have a voice and say that she's believed and still continue to support this man and reward him for his bad behavior how how are the lessons learned we have to get to a point where we're able to, to hold people accountable so the thing that aggravated me the most about this conversation surrounding the emily b and fabulous conversation is the response by a lot of women of color and just because something is prevalent in the community, that doesn't make it normal. Like we, the normalization of the abuse that we see in our community is just disgusting. And some of the comments that I've heard were like, oh, well, you know, she like she not doing anything. I, I, I almost think that a lot of women were using the excuse that he should get to beat her and she should get to stay because she's getting a fabulous life and he's doing something for her. What we know for a fact is there's no gun to Fab's head making him stay. Like she's she she don't have no gun to his head making him stay with her. So obviously he sees some sort of value in their interaction and the value in the relationship that they have, which is why he keeps trying to maintain it, even if that value for him is an of a self serving nature because he's abusive. And then I watched the video that Little Mo posted or uh, the interview of Little Mo discussing the situation. And I like Little Mo, but I didn't like, I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like how she carried it. Um, And the reason that I'll say that is it's okay to say I support him and I called him and I told him that I loved him. It's okay to say, but the other stuff she said when she was like, I wish they would have called me when they were arguing. And I know, I know him, know him. Like we were in a club and somebody was going to fight and Fab was like, just keep it classy or whatever stupidness she said. You never know what goes on between two consenting adults in the, the sanctity of their relationship. You never know. 
You never know. You could know somebody for a billion years and not know that he's beating his wife or that he's a rapist or that he's he has dark thoughts or that he's a child molester. Like you never know who people are until you know. Until you're put in a predicament or put in a situation to find out that information. And so while this is about Emily being fabbed, it's more important to me that we look at the reactions surrounding people who are communicating about these these incidents. Then people make little comments like, oh, it's social media and we don't know what happened. But guess what? You do know what happens when it happens to your homegirl. You know that. You know what happens when it happens to your mother. You know what happens when it happens to your sister. You know what happens. And the same empathy, care, and concern you will want somebody to have if they were looking at your loved one is the same empathy, care, and concern that you should have for other women who are going through it. So, as I stated, I don't know Emily B. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know Fab personally been around them a few times never really interacted with either one of them I wished both of them happiness and healing and cooperative participation for their children but if this situation is unhealthy for them or for you listening I hope that you are able to utilize the resources that you have available to you to get out of the situation from, from everything I understand about my mother and my father and, and the dynamics of their relationship and my father and any other woman that he's ever dated, any other woman that he's ever dated, he was abusive. He was an abuser. And there's not anything that my mother ever could have done to get shoved or pushed or hit. I don't I don't know what he did because I wasn't there. But I know he's a terrorist. I know that I see that with my own eyes. I knew he was a terrorist. And now I'm a grown woman looking back on a situation that I didn't even grow up in. Because I've never seen my mother be abused. But I've heard stories. And I haven't heard any stories from her. But my father has admitted to his behavior. And what I'll say to him. Is what I'll say to, to my clients. And what I do say to my clients and what I say to men and what I will say to you guys now. There is not a person on this planet that can provoke me into doing something that I don't want to do. Or provoke me into doing something that is not in my character or lack thereof. Or displays my lack thereof. There is not a person alive that can make me beat them up unless I want to not a person alive not a person alive can spit on me that won't get beat the hell up but I will enjoy it <laughs> I will enjoy it thoroughly and I will tell everybody about it but I will enjoy it and that doesn't mean that I was provoked those are just the facts and those are the, the chain of sequence of events so there's not a thing that that we can see that emily did that is an excuse for fabulous to knock her teeth out if that is actually in fact what happened 
However, we all know that there are circumstances that follow a chain of events that we can at least comprehend as human beings. So if you spit on me and I beat the hell out of you, there will be people that will say that you deserved it. But whether or not someone does something to you, you have every right to control your reaction to the action. All of that is within your decision. And if you cannot control your reaction to an action, you are not in full control of your faculties, your capabilities, and somebody will always rule you. So I just want to leave you with that thought. And it's a work in progress. I don't think I will ever get to a point where if somebody spit on me that I don't go crazy. I don't think that will ever, that will ever be my reality. But I'm okay with, with being that unhealthy in that, in that way. I'm okay with that because that's a personal boundary for me. But there is never going to be a time that a man attacks me and he not catch the full wrath of me and everybody in my family. And I'm also okay with being that unhealthy as well. Cause that's a boundary that nobody ever in life is going to be able to cross with me because of my family history. Okay. So I don't know how therapeutic this show was, but you know, I hope that I can add a, something positive that we ended on a negative me talking spitting and beating people up but i'm from brooklyn so it's fab so you know i I empathize i do empathize i know fab i've dated fab not 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 him personally but that type of characteristic of a man who is not in full control of his emotions and his faculties and he that that blaming of you and those emotionally abusive men i've done that in my youth so I could see what it looks like when I see it I knows it but I pray for his development and his healing and I hope he does have people around him like Jay and like um you know Cheo I shout out to Cheo I hope you never listen to the show but like Jay and Cheo and Linnaeus and you know some of the good dudes that I know that are around him Webb um and I, I just I just pray that he finds his healing and I pray to God that nothing like this ever happens again so that their children can develop properly in a proper space and that they have a healthy relationship with their dad. Because I will say the whispers and the stories that I heard about my father, it really did color the relationship that I had with him. And I'm very grateful that my mother never told me some of the things that she endured um, at his hands. And I'm grateful that she never colored the way that I saw him because I don't have that same experience as some of my sisters do where their mothers actually told them what kind of monster or animal. I'm not going to call him a monster nor animal. He was a human being who had a traumatic upbringing, but my, their mothers told them negative things about their dad and it colored the way that they saw him and it colored their relationship with him. I didn't have any of that baggage. So my mother is super duper strong for that. And I'm, I'm very appreciative of her for that. And I hope with this situation, Emily could find strength in taking care of her children and making them strong 
and I hope that Fab could find the strength in making this right with his kids. Um, and ultimately, hopefully, get into a point where he can truly love and respect their mother. That's what I hope for them. But I hope that for me and my son and his dad, I hope that for you, if you have children and you're listening, and I hope that for everybody. So I want to end it on that note. And so if you want to know more about healthy relationships, our new mental health course is going to be live on May 3rd. I'm super excited. I cannot wait to launch it. The ebook is amazeballs. But I am launching the, uh, our first paid mental health course, and it's going to be called Finding Happy. Uh, seven steps to relationships that do not steal your joy. And so we're going to talk about how you can make healthier relationship choices. And I'm so excited. I've been working really, really hard on the content of the course. And, you know, there are, there's a workbook, there are self-paced lessons, there's a weekly check-in, and there is one-on-one counseling for the members who sign on. So we have a limited number of slots. If you are interested in possibly getting more information about the course and, or am interested in actually taking the course, right? You don't need no information. You signing up, you want to get your healthy love on, then you should just contact us at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, like the TV show banks.com if you want to sign up for our free course you can do so by texting get happy all one word to 66866 thank you for listening to another episode of black therapist podcast be well you've listened to another episode of the black therapist podcast once again i'm your host nikita banks licensed clinical social worker and this is black therapist podcast formerly black in therapy if you are looking for any information any resources about today's show or if you just want to drop a line and say hey and subscribe to our mailing list you can do so at our website blacktherapistpodcast.com you can send us emails at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com and if you enjoy what you heard today, please like, comment, share, and subscribe because we want the show to grow as organically as we possibly can. And we cannot do that without you. Thank you for listening. Be well.